I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the last show on earth. I'm Alistair Brammer. And I'm John Owen Jones. And welcome to the podcast where each episode we ask our guest the big, big question that nobody ever needed to ask. If there was a huge meteor hurtling toward Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want, a show you've seen before, one you wish you've seen, or something you've made up entirely. Now today we are joined by actor, comedian and impressionist extraordinaire Luke Kempner. Luke began his career in musicals like Avenue Q and Les Miserables, but has since turned his hand to comedy and has quickly established himself as the UK's hottest new impressionist for the millennial comedy generation. His one-man impressions show, The Only Way is Downton, was a roaring success in Edinburgh, around the UK and in America. Just one of many smash hit shows he's had at the festival and beyond. He's now seen on television sets and mobile phones and tablets nationwide on shows like Big Brother's Bit on the Side, Love Island After Sun, Murder in Successful, my personal favourite of his projects, and as an ongoing regular presenter on Channel 4 daytime show, Steph's Packed Lunch. He's currently working on a new sitcom for ITV, as well as putting plans together for a UK tour of his new show, Macho Macho Man. He was very generous in finding the time to talk to us and tell us about his incredible journey into the world of comedy from musical theatre, as well as his choice for his last show on earth. It may surprise you. A word of warning, this episode is a little bit sweary. Don't swear, kids, it's not big and it's not clever. But occasionally it does make things a bit funnier. So, please sit back, relax and enjoy the last show on earth of super funny macho man, Mr Luke Kempner. Macho, macho macho man. I want to be a a macho macho man. man. (laughs) You know, look, I, I don't see it as a regret. It's just I had a lot of stuff come my way early doors. And I got and Bob Mortimer was who who kind of pushed it. He came yeah, to yeah, see yeah. my show and went, you know, we're going to make you a star. And I, I sort of was like, oh my god, and, and just took every every opportunity. I still do. I still say yes to pretty much everything. Mm. Hence why you're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. You want to know what show you see? If you knew it was to be your last, what is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. What is your last show on earth? This is the last show. Okay, well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What the fuck is my notes? Is it? Oh, for fuck's sake, where did they go? Yeah. There you go. Right. Well done. Printed them out. 
Not, not worried about yeah. the planet? <laughs> uh, nah, nah, stop it. <laughs> Fuck Greta Thunberg. <laughs> He's just over 50. They always press print. They just, yeah. it's, it's just it's just it's just automatic like i can't i have to have it in paper form uh, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah right so do you want to say the welcome then al yeah we're gonna to have to put a, a language warning on this episode i think welcome to the last show on earth mr luke kempner hey! <laughs> hello thank you thank you for having me Pleasure. Oh, look, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. Um, you know, you're pretty busy, what with Edinburgh coming up and your own tour. And I know you're shooting a sitcom at the moment. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. Can you tell us yes. about that? I Can I tell you about that? Yeah, uh, not really. It's written by a guy called Spencer Jones, who's a fantastic comedian. Um, and it's going to be on ITV uh, next year. But I don't think I can tell you much about it, which is a bit annoying. I hate, I'd never thought I'd become one of those people, but I'm not allowed to say too much. Because I'd, I'd literally put something on Instagram the other day, and they'd be like, you need to take that down! Uh, so um, Yeah, well, you've, I mean, you've recently had to shave your beard and yeah. re-dye your hair back to its original colour for it. And you've put that on Instagram, and they're not bothered by that? No. Well, do you know what? I put on in my Instagram a picture of me without a beard i have had i would say upwards of 150 messages of people telling me oh it's horrible oh you don't look good without that oh you need to grow it back wow uh, cheers Wankers. so confidence is on the floor at the moment this is this is this is probably the right time to say have we met i'm not sure if we've met <laughs> you know what oh listeners let me explain something just before we press record that is literally what Alistair said to Luke because he couldn't remember meeting him, but Luke remembered vividly when they first met. Yeah. Why don't you boys tell us exactly what happened? Well, I do think you summed it up quite well, actually. I think the fact is is that Alistair was playing at Marius when I was understudy to Gareth Gates as Marius. And I think I was probably just a bit like, that's Alistair Parma, he's playing Marius in, in, in the West End. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I was like, he'll know who I am. Um, and I remember meeting you because I, I shook your hand really tightly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Let's be clear. I know who Luke Kempfer is. I just didn't know that I've met him. You. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're right, here. Yeah. I, I know here. who you are. Hello. <laughs> oh, God. What a massive diva you are, Al. <laughs> yeah. That's back in 2010 when you and I worked on the Les Mis tour, right, Luke? I oh, know. It yeah. is now. Yeah. Um, 12 years ago. Yeah. Mental. Oh, my goodness. You've been on an incredible journey since then, haven't you? Incredible. Yeah. I remember you doing like impressions backstage and everything. And I remember you, there was one night I couldn't make it, but you, there was like a thing in the pub. And then you put on a little impression show, didn't you? Yes. And you did members of the cast like Earl Carpenter and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And yeah, people were we talking did, about uh... it for weeks. Oh, man. Well, well, the thing is, it started off at drama school. Like, I used to do impressions of all the teachers at drama school and in the same sort of setting, same as how I do it now. I do a sort of story-led sketch where I play all the characters. Um, and I remember doing it, uh, it, when we were doing Les Mis, we did a sort of cabaret night uh, and people got up and did other little things and I got up and I did a story and I did it as The Apprentice and it was Earl Carpenter running his soiree and he was inviting <laughs> all these people to his soiree. And, and yeah, and I just sort of did impressions of all um, the cast members in a funny funny way and yeah no, it was probably my favorite time on the tour <laughs> I mean, it was a very special show to be part of that at that point in time that 25th anniversary tour when we were you know in the room with Cameron and Claude Michel and Alan and reimagining the show it was very exciting it was very much the Susan Boyle era wasn't it guys oh yeah oh gosh 
Can you remember, Luke, that yeah, time? I met, I saw, I was the one who reported that she was there because we were in Edinburgh and we were just sat having, myself and Owen Clear were having, um, we were just having our lunch in between shows and saw yeah. Susan Boyle sat with her mates and we're like texting the company manager going, Susan Boyle's coming tonight. And yeah. then they had this massive panic of like, where she sat, and I think she was sat like right at the back, and they had to sort out. So she was sat in a good seat, but they couldn't move her because it was sold out. Yeah. So then they organised her to come backstage, and we had to met, meet her afterwards. And we were like, and we were like showing around, and she like, I remember her like tapping the barricade and being like, sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one special fact about that show: I added a line. You, All right. you, me- you remember this, John? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So oh, none God. of you here, I don't know if any, I don't know if any of you here can say that you have written a line of Les Mis, which is now in the tour yeah. and all around, all around the world. So, when, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's also, it's an awful line. It doesn't make any <laughs> it's sense. It's not even a line, mate. It's not mate, even it's a line. A, it? It's scripted. It's mic'd. It's, in, it's a line, <laughs> right? What is it? <laughs> right, so basically it's when, when Jean Valjean comes back... <laughs> After uh, shooting Javert, or pretending to shoot Javert, he comes in and the injured Baharel uh, just says, well done, sir. And I said it I said it in rehearsals, but I kept trying to do it louder and louder and <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting longer and longer to make sure it stayed. Um, and it, yeah, and it stayed permanently in the track. And Chris Key told me that it's in every other version around the world. That's crazy. Yeah. But there's an extra bit to that. Do you remember the time that everyone corpsed on stage because they all knew that line was in and everyone was winding you up about the fact that you'd got a line? And somebody, just before you said it, as I walked in, all serious in this moment where, and I look up at Angeras and I nod my head stoically, you know, say, yeah, I've killed him. And then somebody said, how would you like your steak? Under their breath. (laughs) And then you said... Well done, sir. And everybody <laughs> pissed themselves laughing. It was so funny. Oh, That's very God. good. How do you I like your steak? Well that. done, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. If the, oh, it doesn't make sense because everyone's been calling each other monsieur the whole way through the show. And <laughs> yes, I never thought about that. Well done, just man. Change, just change the vernacular of lame is. For, but, yeah, but anyway, yeah. if only yeah. I had royalties. Yeah, I know. Write a word, get a third. That's the old saying, isn't it? Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. No. I'm yet to yeah. tell that on stage. I should tell that on stage. I've written... No one believe me, but I have. I've written uh, a yeah, line of lame is. Do you know what? I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but So that's back in 20,000... 2010. 2010. So so you were doing impressions back in 2010 just for a laugh, and now you're making a career out of it. That's been, what a journey. I mean, you were doing impressions in 2010. Five years later, you're doing your own impression show on the television. That's insane. Insane. Some would say too soon. Uh, so, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, no, I got, watched it, got... mate. I mean, there was some great bits in it, but it, uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it, like somebody had an idea and, and just chucked you on, and yeah, it wasn't. I was very yeah. green. I was very, yeah. very green. I'd never even done stand up at that point, so yeah. a lot of it, you know, look, I, I don't see it as a regret. It's just I had a lot of stuff come my way early doors, and I got and Bob Mortimer was who who kind of mm. pushed it. He came to see my show and went, you know, we're going to make your star, and I, I sort of was like, oh my god, and, and just took every every opportunity. I still do. I still say yes to pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence why you're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We 
do a uh, a thing where we we fill it like a radio show. We fill little like items throughout the thing, right? Yeah. And one of them is called "What Three Words," right? Okay. And that's when Alistair Brammer shows off this remarkable skill that he's got that is completely useless in the real world, where he can tell you how many letters are in a sentence. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, yeah, I, like that. I know, but absolutely useless. But we've we've honed it down. We've honed it down to what three words? Okay. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill, and oh, he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words, and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? Luke Kempner, what are your three words? Parallelogram, penalty, shootout. 28. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? Very good. Your Alan Carr is spot on. I love your Alan Carr. That's my favourite. Oh, well, thank you very much. No, I enjoy it as well. I like any of the ones which you can freestyle. You know, we could talk for the rest of the interview if you want. I do his laugh. <laughs> no, because that would be nice. <laughs> Alistair Bramber, have we met? You know, like, I think, you know, it's dead on any that. of the ones that I, I can freestyle that are definitely my favourites, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, look, that, that leads us nicely into Murder and Successful, one of my favourite comedy shows of the last 10, 15 years. And Alan Carr features After in that. After winning. BAFTA winning, yeah, really, yeah. really funny. Oh, that, cool. The very first episode is one of the funniest bits of telly I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's with Jamie Lyons. was from, Alan Carr. Oh my! Yeah, you were yeah. Alan Carr, and Jimmy Carr was, you know, you, Colin you know, Holt. Look, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll put we'll put a link in the uh, in the podcast description to that because it's so worth it, watching. Incredible, like so funny. Working with Tom Davis, who, who's just such a legend. Oh, and, yeah. and so so funny. Um, and I was so new; I'd never done telly before, and yet we got to just muck around you know like when you've done I don't know if if you've done panto but when you do panto you can just muck around for like six weeks and get paid for it this was kind of the Mm. same thing but a lot more pressure for listeners who don't know basically the whole thing's kind of improvised like we have a script but we'd have a celebrity that was didn't know that they were in it that well they knew they were in a murder mystery, but they didn't know what was going to happen. And so Successful is kind of uh, full of celebrities and they're played by impressionists and character actors. Um, and then so then and Tom Davis, who plays D.I. Sleet, who's kind of this useless American style cop. <laughs> Sleet. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. And he takes them. He takes these celebrities around. And we had Jamie Lang in the first episode. Oh, and God, and yeah. then other than that, it's a kind of nuts idea. And I cannot believe it got It's almost too difficult to describe as well. And in fact, it's been yeah. so successful. Um, it's now got an American remake, mm. hasn't it? With Will Arnett, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think I think that the best things are hard to explain. Like if you try yeah. and explain something like some like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place or yes. any of that sort of yes. off offbeat comedy, mm. you just have yeah. to watch it. Just watch well, it. it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's that great sense. when you're in something that you can tell people watch this. I am fully confident you'll enjoy it, and I'm fully yeah. confident it's brilliant. Because so many times you do things, you're like. Ah. 
Tommy, I like him. But like yeah. <laughs> this is it's brilliant and and I love it when people come I had someone come up to me and I was on holiday recently and, and I and they were like, Oh you're Luke Kempner, aren't you? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. And then they were like, Oh, you loved you, emerging successful. And I'm always like, Oh my god, let's have a chat. Because yeah. it's not just <laughs> yeah. like I saw you on Big Brother or whatever, like it's like actual um I just love that show, Emerging Successful. Yeah. And I, I wish they did more. Well, I must say, I mean, I kind of felt very fatherly when you were doing that because I was so proud Aww. of you being in something I really loved. You know, I yeah. really loved. And then, you know, I was so proud of the day that I was casting, you know, Toast, one of my favourite yeah. TV shows. And I yeah, did one scene in that and I was like, now I know what it feels like to be Luke Kempner <laughs> being in a show he loves, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, it's amazing, it went, especially when you get to play a... a, a, a I, I did an episode of Episodes where I got to do a scene oh, with yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Me and too. like... Oh right, there you go. High five. Have we met? Yeah. But we and we did this, and it was brilliant. Like you're like acting. Uh, it's Joey. Like you just can't believe yeah. it. You know. So uh, you know, I think like one of my dreams one day would be to like work alongside like Coogan or something. You know, oh, just yeah. be am- amazing. Oh god, I know. for me, like I think that is the dream is to work with one of your heroes. You know, yeah. like. And and Coogan or Gervais, you know, just be yeah. incredible, you know, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, of course, they will have gone on the same path as you. They will have tried stuff and failed and, you know, learnt the ropes, you know, the hard yeah, way, you completely. know. And, and you... now they're, they're incredibly successful. Well, I mean, we've we've all seen Coogan do things that failed, you know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of things he's done, like uh, Cruise of the Gods and all these things that didn't quite land. And mm. But because we love Coogan, we love watching them, but they're, they're not all brilliant stuff, but... I just I, I love people that take risks, and that's yeah. what he does. Well, it is it? a funny yeah. it's a funny thing that you know people ask comedians a lot. Is like, oh, have you ever died on stage? You know, what's it like when you die on stage? I mean, you die all the time, but that's yeah. like when you're trying stuff, you need to. And your your job as a comedian is sort of push the line of comedy yeah. and see, and you don't always get it right. <laughs> you and yeah. and when you get it wrong. That doesn't mean you failed. It's just you go, okay, that didn't work. And sometimes it just didn't work that night and it can work 99 other nights. So it's a real... Yeah. Uh, Have you ever crossed the line? Have you ever got gone, you know, you've had a knee-jerk reaction to something going down badly and then pushed something and have done something offensive or stupid or... I had, I've got a joke in my show at the moment where I sort of, I do a, a sketch called Toxic Masculinity, Get Me Out of Here with, with Ant and Deck. And it's because my new show, it's all about masculinity. And I have this joke where you go, um, and, 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 and I go, oh, hello, welcome to Toxic Masculinity, Get Me Out of Here. And he goes, yeah, the show with all those men that drive you around the bed. <laughs> you won't be doing any driving for a long time, Ant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or being married. Too far. And I, and I, I did that joke, right? <laughs> oh, God. In uh, and I did it in Newcastle, oh. and uh, and it the first it was the only time that people went oh like that. Yeah. I was just like ah, oh, you know, we all yeah. know it happened. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's you can't. True. Yeah. It's yeah. silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. One, of my, yeah. one of my one of my worst life experiences that I when I think about it, I I feel like I go red. I, I was on a on a hag do. It was my hag do. Mm-hmm. My my wife and I, like a local London one, we went went to like a comedy club. Sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. what the hell is a hag do? Yeah, I just I had to let that go. It's a hen and a stag do pushed together. It's basically a little. We, we That's a shag a do. A stag do. That's, That's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So we each have one, but we also for our for our friends that couldn't go on our proper hen and stag do's, we just had a party in London. Tier basically. two friends came on this one. Totes, yeah. <laughs> the the, yeah. 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 All the ones whose like second names I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And um <laughs> and we and yeah we we went to this comedy club and it was James Acaster. Oh my was god. On. Wow. I was incredible. like, oh, amazing. 
we were in the front row. I was in the front row, and we all had a few drinks. And I was just in awe. A lot of people. This was six years ago, so he wasn't who he is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of the guys I was with are all from here because they're all basically my wife's right, yeah, mates. Yeah. Like you're and, being and, Belfast, and, and, and they were just going, "Yes, yes I live yeah. in Belfast," and they were all going. You're just not funny, mate. Oh, it was no. like, and I was in the front like this. <laughs> oh, God, God. And James was like trying to ignore them. And it got to a point where he was like, I will just go. Yeah. Like, I will just go. I, I can leave. And I was just like, I'm so, I was going, I'm so sorry. I'm oh, so sorry. God. Like, oh. it was unbelievable. It was one of the worst experiences in my but life. I remember you, you, you turned me on to him. I didn't know who he was until he said, oh, you've got to check out his Netflix specials. And they blew me away. I mean, he's, he's so he's incredibly, incredibly skilled. His writing and his performance are beautiful. I've seen all of his shows, like, at Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I remember like seeing him in like a pretty small room, like you know, like 120 seater. I mean, obviously mm. that sold out every night, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just just phenomenal and a lovely guy, very yeah. very lovely guy, yeah. and just phenomenal, oh, good. phenomenal. Yeah. Now, listen, we have touched on your um, career so far. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a couple of things, but we think it's always nice to have a little potted, kind of condensed version of okay. what you've done so far. So mm-hmm. we do this little thing called Al's Ten Questions, where Al asks you some okay. questions about your career, and the audience get to know all about you without having to listen to you talk about yourself for two hours so uh here we go this is are you ready then for al's 10 questions okay yes right okay are you ready al Uh, born ready baby okay jesus christ (laughs) okay i might have to edit that out mate it's like i want you to come across as a cool guy i can't (laughs) i can't be saying stuff like that (laughs) okay okay here we go here is your 10 questions Bum, bum, bum. You played Monpanas in the 2010 tour of Les Miserables with John here. Spell Monpanas. M-O-N-T-P-A-R-N-A-S-S-E. Correct. Get in Question there. Question two. You were a regular on Celebrity Big Brother's bit on the side. Big Brother is a term taken from which dystopian novel by George Orwell? 1984. Correct. You are a part of the new cast of the brand new Spitting Image for BritBox. But in what year was the original series first broadcast? Wow, wow, wow. I'm going to go for 1984 again. Correct. Correct. Question three. Question four. Your sister, actress and comedian Suze Kempner, was, was born in what year? 1985. Oh damn it! I was hoping you would fall yes. into my trap of the three of the three. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny, I like that. <laughs> Question five: You appeared on ITV2's Celebrity Karaoke Club. Karaoke is Japanese for what? Sing fun. Empty orchestra. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Question number six: yeah. You want a regular <laughs> presenter? Question six. You are a regular presenter on Steph's Packed Lunch. Name three chocolate bars you would typically find in a packed lunch box. Oh, um, Kit Kat, uh, Blue Ribbon and Rocky. Very yeah. good. I have to pick you up on that. Did you say Blue Ribbon? It's ribboned. Mm. It's ribboned. Ah, come on. I know. I come on, depends where your calf point is. Thing. Can we give him that? Depends where you... Oh. Do you want to choose another one quickly? Come on. Okay, uh, uh, the pink wafer. Ooh, get in! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Question number seven. Your uncle, Teddy Kempner, appeared in a production of what two Sondheim musicals at the infamous Donmar Warehouse? Company. Yes. And then... You get a half a point for each. I don't know. Uh, Sunday... Sunday in the Park with George? 
Pacific Overtures. Mm. Ah, there we go. Question number eight. You were the breakout star of ITV2's The Imitation Game. Benedict Cumberbatch appeared in what film of the same name? The Imitation Game. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Number nine. You were a contestant on Pointless Celebrities. Name one other person in this room right now who's been on that programme. Uh, John Owen Jones. Correct. Twice. Question ten, final question. Twice. I've been on it twice. <laughs> yeah. Question number ten. You were in Avenue Q. Name two other letters of the alphabet. B and K. So close it was B and J. Ah, <laughs> so close. There we go. Thanks, thanks. I think that was my favourite quiz yet. That was great. You scored one, two, three, four, five, six and a half. Six and a half. Oh, oh, not bad. Thanks. Not That's bad right. at all. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we talked about Murder and Success, Phil. You know, you're doing Steph's Packed Lunch. That's a regular gig for you now. That's going on and on, right? Yeah. Steph's yeah, we're now lunch. commissioned until uh, December. Well, it's, 2023. A great, it's a great show. If anyone hasn't so. really watched it, it's a great daytime show. I mean, it was one of those things. When Steph left BBC, everyone was like, mm, that's a mistake. You know, and then mm. she's gone to do this show and everyone's given it like, oh, I'll give it one series. But it's going mm. on from strength to strength. Uh, it must be fun yeah. to be doing that every day. Oh, it's amazing. And, you, and you don't also, do it every day, though, do you? you do yeah, it almost I do it twice day. a week. Twice yeah, a week. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but also nominated for a BAFTA, although we, do, we lost oh. out to The Chase, which is a bit annoying. Oh, well. Um, it doesn't feel like they everyone... should be in the same category, should it, really? Not really, but, no. Um, no. But it was... Favourite programme. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> lost out to Sherlock. No, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just generally, uh, yeah. The news. It, yeah. <laughs> Bloody news again. Um but no, it's 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 fantastic. You know, Steph McGovern is such a legend and has taught me so mm. much. Again, it's all about that learning stuff. You know, I'd never done presenting. I'd done a lot of stand up. I'd never sort of done presenting. And you know, I get thrown in to get to interview like about serious stuff. You know, I, I've talked to you know I've talked to people about miscarriage and uh, and traumatic births and stuff from from my own experiences. But I've talked to other people who've suffered with with all sorts of things. And and it's been really I've learned a lot. And and it's what I love about that show is it's based up north, and not enough stuff is, mm. even though I'm not but I travel up to Leeds and it's like they do a lot for loads of small local businesses um, and it really, I feel like, gives a, a voice to the north of the country where yeah. so much stuff is, is based down in London. I mean, Leeds is an awesome city, isn't it? It's just such yeah, a brilliant place to be. It must be so yeah. fun working mm. there a couple of times a week. Um, it's interesting that you're talking about the fact that you're having to, it's one of the things you have to do as an actor. People think, you know, you get put in a box, you're like, oh, you're a singer or uh, you're a straight actor, but you have to have lots of different facets to your career to survive now nowadays mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. i mean you i mean you've found a huge audience on instagram and stuff with your little skits that you do from love island you've got a voiceover mm -hmm. thing going you do presenting you do stand-up you do musical theater will you ever come back to musicals do you think yeah definitely it's uh, like i had a chat about potentially doing the king in hamilton and which I was really tempted to to audition for, but I just, I just, it's just the contracts are very, very long, and yeah. it takes you out of doing a lot of stuff. Uh, that's the only reason. But I saw Lawrence Connor recently, uh, yeah. who was the, the director, director on yeah. Lamez when we did it, and uh, he said to me, "Yes, we'll find a way to get you back." <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I really liked your your bit. I, I I watched some of your reel and things like that, and um, your your bit about the uh, the football singing. 
Ah, yes. Sort of, oh, God, that clip is so it. old on there. Yeah. Um, but, but it's very funny. It's very funny. Well, How you're like, like, the referee's a wanker. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, I always say on stage, I'm always like, oh, you know, like I, 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 I constantly gloat about being in Les Mis. And then I say, oh, you know, it's, I, I don't really like talking about that. It's like, uh, you know, my career before I did comedy, it's not something I particularly like to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, when I went into comedy and I was doing a lot of impressions, I was like, right, I need to do, just do impressions. And then the next show, I was like, right, I need to show everyone that I could do stand-up, I could do meaningful stand-up, because that's what people want to see. And then it took me a while to sort of go, actually, I need to do what's right for me. And I, and I, I still, now in my shows, I do loads of singing, I do loads of stand-up, loads of impressions. Um, and so for me, it's all about just shoving everything. And so when you say about, you know, as an actor, you always have to, to, to diversify and do lots of different things. I've very much found that with what I have to do in my shows. And now my shows now just have absolutely everything in it, yeah. um, which I love, you know. Full. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you're you're doing a show at Edinburgh, aren't you? From in 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 August at the Pleasance, is that right? In the courtyard. Yes, yes, at the Pleasance courtyard. Macho, macho man. It's ten past six every day, um, and then it goes on on tour for the rest of the year. So I'm, yeah. I'm sort of going out throughout the country. So yeah, happy days. Oh, cool. Are you Go coming anywhere near Croydon? Uh, I don't know. You can't I'll think of the, the top website. We'll put a link to He's going yeah. to the Brighton. He's going to the Brighton Comedia on the eighth of September. Yes. Yep. Kettering Art Centre on the 9th of September. Not Lancaster, so cracking. The Dukes, the 10th. 11th of September, <laughs> Hard Sheffield to sell, City Lancaster. Hall. Go on. <laughs> just, just a really quick opinion. Sheffield City Still... Hall, really? Oh, it's cool, yeah. I saw Iron Maiden there. I, yeah, yeah. I very much... I, I, I imagine I'm in a studio. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> not, yeah. It's not, quite a big venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The O2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> 
That's wacky. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the tap dancing. Oh, I tell you. Brilliant. So I've never seen Parade. I never got a chance to see. Are you <gasps> talking in particular about the Donmar production? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so did you see it? Yes, I always listened to the uh, the, the nineteen ninety eight uh, Liber- Lincoln Center version, but the uh-huh. but I saw it. I was so excited for it when it came in two thousand and seven. I was still at drama school, uh, but I went to see it, and I was so excited about seeing it. And I but I said, I, what I did was I went right. I'm going to see it on the last night because that will be the most special night. And so I saw it on the last mm-hmm. night, and everyone was crying, and I was crying, and I went oh. Can't see this again now. <laughs> seen it on the last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's almost as um, if this podcast was, you know, created just for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's true. The, the score is unbelievable. It's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Like Jason Moore Brown is my favourite composer, and and right. I, I I adore everything he does because I feel like his voice is quite similar to mine, like Jason Moore Brown's own voice. So I feel like he writes quite well for that voice and that range so I've always enjoyed singing his stuff and I just feel like everything he writes is is a really good acting piece as well as beautifully written um and so and and what I love about this story is sort of like half my family's Jewish I'm not Jewish because it's down my dad's side but half my family's Jewish and I feel quite connected to my Jewish side so like you know this story about about you know a a Jewish guy who was sort of wrong wrongly imprisoned it was um it really I don't know why it connected with me but it was just so brilliantly acted like um uh Bertie Cavell Bertie Cavell uh who was playing Leo Frank was I just was like that's the most incredible performance I've ever seen. Yeah. And like, so, uh, uh, you know, I just, and was it Laura Pulver as well? Who Lara was, um, Pulver, yeah. 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 Sean Scoffrey was in it. Yeah. Sean Scoffrey. Uh, yeah. Stuart Matthew so, Price. I, I, Stuart Matthew Price oh, what a as voice well. he's got. Oh my God. Amazing voice. Amazing. Amazing. Voice. And then I got yeah. to perform with Stuart Matthew Price in Departure Lounge a year later. Oh, right. Very, yeah, very yeah, starstruck. Yeah. And a lovely guy, a lovely guy as well. Oh, really lovely guy. And a really talented writer as well. Yeah. But, um, but also, I, so then I used, I, I sang a song from it from my showcase when I left Guildford School of Acting. Which one? How Can I Call This Home? Uh-huh. Um, and then I think I sang It's Hard to Speak My Heart for every audition I ever did uh, yeah. when I was That's auditioning for musical theatre. Great song. Yeah. Footloose. Yeah. It's Hard to Speak My Heart. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like, it's just a fantastic show. Uh, the yeah. songs are beautiful. And, the, and the, the Donmar production was just amazing. There's still some clips of it online. And actually, what I love about it as well is that the, the CD that they released um, has yeah. the whole thing on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all the dialogue as well. Uh, so it's, um, you know, and you didn't always get that. You don't always get that with shows, you know, often. Not it's just really, the songs. no. Yeah, it's usually constrained um, by the length of the CD, isn't it? But yeah, you do get yeah, all the dialogue yeah. and all that kind of thing. And it's just... Yeah, the, it was a double cd Was it? Uh, yeah, I was listening to it today and I felt like I was in the room watching yeah. it. You know, it had that kind of vibe. It was beautifully done. Really very, very good. I love that when, you, when, you sort of, when you're sort of keeping the in-breaths and the, and the, all the little, yeah. little sounds that you yeah, hear yeah, yeah. live, you know. Laura, Laura Pulver, people listening, might might know her from Sherlock, of course. She played um, yeah. Irene Adler yeah. in, in, the, in the second season, didn't she? Yeah. She was amazing. She's done loads of stuff. She's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, it's just a, a fantastic show. So, like, you know, if that came back, uh, I'm not sure I would be appropriate casting very, very much when I'm known for my comedy, but that is a role I would, I'd love to play, Leo Frank. I just think it's just a fantastic Well, I don't see role. why not. Yeah. As long as I can add some impressions. You know? <laughs> yeah, you could, you? I would love to play that part so much. Like, I just, mm. it's just one of those roles that I, you know, found when I was 20 and was just like, one yeah. day, I would yeah. love to love to do that. And what I love about Bertie Cavell is just so 
he's such an amazing actor. And then, like, you know, obviously yeah. he was and played Mrs. Trunchbull and One he was in Dr. Foster. And, like, he's just a fantastic actor. Well, I actually auditioned. Yeah. For fun, funny enough, I, I can't talk about it because I don't know if I got the job or not. So this is, um, oh. this, this might be cut out, actually. But I've, I've just, just been auditioning for something with, with, with him. So, um, oh, cool. I would like to do it because then it means I get to work with him. Is it Dalgleish? Shut up. Shut up. Are you not oh. allowed to say? I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, do you know what? It'll be very funny. We can still keep this in if you don't get the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, I'm still <laughs> yeah, in the mix. I'm still in the mix for Fierro in town from 2011. So <laughs> ah, maybe. <laughs> ah, we'll no s- news we'll is s- good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just hold on. In the mix. In the mix. <laughs> but it's interesting what you said about Jason Robert Brown because he is very similar to Sondheim in many many ways. I think he didn't. He. I think Sondheim might have tutored him at some point. Yes. Yes. But wasn't originally Sondheim was approached by Hal Prince to do this show and he turned it down. I didn't know that because he must have. But Jason Robert Brown must have been very very young when he wrote it in 98 well gosh i mean yeah 98 well he would have, he would have written it in like 95 96 yeah. wouldn't he? isn't that isn't really? that unbelievable about to write something that deep in feeling and that and understanding it like whatever 22 or something stupid yeah it's insane. Yeah. and he's jewish as well isn't yes it? am i, am yeah, I correct yes, in saying yeah. that he's jewish yeah 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 so he probably had a connection to it he might even have known all about the events you know because it was a there was a film about it yeah. and all that kind yeah. of thing and also i was i was doing a bit of research on it and apparently uh, I'll just double check my facts are correct here. Uh, it, uh, the event that inspired the musical also inspired the revival of the at the time defunct Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, yeah. And it then led to the birth of the uh, the Anti Defamation League, the Jewish Civil Rights Organization. That's I mean an incredibly yeah. important event. Really. I, I think it, it was it was a very tense time uh, in yeah. that in that part of America, and I, I, I you know these events just just caused a lot of anger. You know, and uh, so the story is amazing on its own, as in a fascinating, you know, it's like if it was a documentary on Netflix, you know, it's just, but then Mm. it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like if they were like, oh, yeah, there's, uh, you're going to tell me this is happening. But if you're like, you know, there's making a murderer, the musical or something, you'd be like, they can't do a musical about that. But it's because it happened like 100 years ago. Like, it's like, it annoys me. Like, working in comedy, you know, like, I meet some people who love musical theatre, but a lot of comedians are like, I hate musicals, I hate musicals. And I'm like, that's just because you see musicals as just a certain thing um where yep. like i'm like what you know listen to parade and then and I, a lot of the time or listen to some jason Robert brown and i have converted to some people to go look this can be musical theater you can move you it can you know a story yep. it can be just as exciting as seeing a documentary but it's staged it's acted beautifully yeah they think it's teeth and tits and you yeah, know yeah. ridiculous subject matter and stuff yeah but this is it does what i do wonder sometimes how um, you know producers who produce shows like this think how are they going to sell tickets how are they going to attract people to come and see this? It's a crazy investment. Totally. Uh, maybe how Prince was a pull at the time. Like, yeah. But I know yeah. what you mean. Like, It only got, you know, Donmar obviously is a smaller venue. And, and short like, runs. And yeah. it was a very sort of short run and a very, it was for the sort of in crowd. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you, it was knowledgeable people. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't see it then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was, but do you know what I mean? It was like, it, you know, you're not trying, you they weren't doing it at the Palladium because it wouldn't have sold. No. No. Um, no, I think people would be surprised that a comedian and Im- impressionist would choose something like Parade as their last show on earth. What was your? Well, I did text John this morning, going, "Can we change it to the producers?" Oh, really? <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I, mean, I you do... could have you could have Springtime for Hitler as the encore of this. I mean, that would yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. You know, that would work, wouldn't it? Well, I think, you know, the thing is, is that, like, I spend so much of my time watching comedy and working in comedy. So I think that must be why 
probably my more favourite shows are, are stuff that is not making me laugh as much. I, I'm yeah. the same um, though. I like a good cry, and I can imagine that if there was a if there was a meteor headed towards the Earth, and I was like, right, let's just all sob together, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to be well, cheered up. Be... Why? You're, you are going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see some good acting. Yeah, let's watch a tale about somebody who's had a worse time than me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's exactly. watch somebody who's having a terrible time before I die. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So would you keep the, the entire um, original Donmar cast and you wouldn't change the soul? Well... I was thinking about this and then and I thought, yes, I would. I very much wouldn't want to change the cast. But then I was like, I don't know. You'd probably stick the best. You'd stick the best Jean Valjean in there, you know, God, somewhere. I know where have, this is going. And have Colin Wilkinson somewhere, you know, in the No, I'd have, you know, I'd like, I'd like to see some of my friends in it. So, so I'd like you guys in, you could be in the ensemble. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Just so I can spot you and go, ah, yeah. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, guys, yeah, there's a meteor I, yeah. coming, but you know, keep dancing. I I have a suggestion, right? You should watch the whole thing. Fine, fine, fine. But when it comes to that song, what's that song called again that you always sang for your auditions? It's hard to speak my heart. You could just it, it could all freeze, and you could just step up and just sing it. Do you yeah. know, like one of those? You know, when you're at drama school and you like go and see shows, and you're like, imagine if like I went to see Les Mis and they were just like, right, the role of Marius, there's no one to play it tonight. Is there anyone in the audience who could do it? And you'd be like, I can, I know it. So I'd like... Is there a doctor on board? Yeah, yeah is that We've one all had that fantasy. Yeah. Is there a pilot who can fly this plane? Yeah, is yeah. there... But kind of more important than a doctor on board, uh, is there someone to play this role? Yeah. So I'd like to... Yeah, you're totally right, Al. I think I'd like to be ready to just, just sing that song. Did you ever hear that story? When Les Mis was at the Palace Theatre, way back in the 90s they had nobody in the building because uh, all loads of people were off sick they had nobody in the building available to play the factory foreman which is a crucial role when you think about Big it role. Yeah. and so the director was out on the outside the stage door calling people like you can't come no and he, he went through his entire phone book couldn't find anyone and he looked up after the last phone call and a guy who had just finished playing it was walking past the stage door and he said you're not doing anything tonight are you and he went no, my God, can you come and play the factory foreman? And so they just chucked him on stage that night and he did the show. I love that stuff. Have you guys ever had to go on and like have the book? Because you hear these stories about people who've had to go on and then like read it from the book. No, I've never had no. to do that, thankfully. I had, when I was on Warhorse, I was third cover David, right? And okay. uh, and David is the best friend of, of Albert, the boy with yes, the horse. Yes, 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 yes. And in act two, they are, they just, they basically do about eight scenes together. And um, I was third cover, and the first cover had never been on at this point. So I thought, right, I'm never going to go on. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. Didn't really bother looking at it. Sort of did, but like I sort of, you know, not really. And then I get a call on my phone. They go, um, Alistair, it's happened. And I went, what's happened? They went, you're on for David. I was like, David? <laughs> David? <laughs> what? No, and I was no, like, no, oh. No. So I went in. We did a quick rehearsal for about half an hour. And all I had to do, because all of the scenes with Albert, because I was doing Albert a lot, was... I just had to shut up when I normally speak and then say what I normally hear. Yes. Really weird. But I got through it. It's fine. Well done. So you would have, you would, pr- you would pretty much have a couple of your mates in it. Yeah. You'd have the cast from the Donmar. Yeah. And you'd pop up and do a little yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, I'd sing It's Hard to Speak My Heart. It'd be weird, but, uh, you know, we're all about to die anyway, so, yeah. what, so why not? Yeah. 
and yeah. and your dream venue would probably be the the Don. Well, then, actually, be? you say that. No, I've I don't want that. Um, as much as it was brilliant there, but I thought I would want it because if you could just get to pick your venue, I want it to be a venue that means quite a lot to me. Um, so uh-huh. I am actually picking the Assembly Rooms in Edinburgh. Oh, so nice. it's a six hundred seater. Yeah. Bigger than the Donmar, but it's the first time I did comedy in front of a really a, a, a really big audience, mm. um, and I was I was alongside um, Sarah Pascoe um, and Joe Brand, oh, yeah. and like it was incredible to sort of hear that kind of wall of laughter and just do 10 minutes and I recorded it backstage because you know you, are, you often record yourself so you can hear what works and see how timings can change um, and where I'd put my phone to record it I hear I heard Sarah Pascoe laughing at my stuff so when I listened to it oh, back later great. I was like <gasps> and I can't and it's really weird because I'm like friends with her and her husband now but like I at the time it meant so much to me that one of my peers found me funny um, so I'd yeah. like to yeah to, to relive that uh, so yeah the assembly rooms in uh, edinburgh very nice now um we need to do the celebrity question yeah oh. have you have you got any ready have you got a celebrity question ready uh, oh i yeah. tell you what we could we could flip it round we why don't we why don't we get you to do the celebrity question so luke so we have this thing where a celebrity phones yeah. in and asks our guest a question <laughs> okay. but because you're such a talented impressionist by you know uh, by Everyone says so. I, I've, not, I've not noticed it. But <laughs> can you uh, maybe ask me and Al uh, a right, okay. question, a question of your because choice? Because I have to say, I refuse to do an impression in front of you. I'm afraid. <laughs> I just, yeah. You'll be like, okay. well, that was shit. That'd be like me trying to sing a top C in front of you two. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Ooh. It's the celebrity question. Ooh. Who could it be? Right, I'll uh, okay. I'll give it to you as as he's just resigned. Uh, I'll give it to you as Bojo. Right, okay. Right, are uh, you key? Are you it's nice to be here? Are you new uh, with you two, uh, John and Jones and uh, Alistair Beckett Smith? Uh, it's lovely to have you here. And uh, okay, right. So uh, here's my question to you. Uh, and the question is, uh, uh, is is uh, what single uh, lyric uh, from a musical uh, do you wish you'd written? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much, Boris. Uh, I would like to answer that first. I, I, I've got um, I've got two really. I think uh, two two lyrics that stick out to me when I think about this is um, the the very last line in the Book of Mormon. Uh, right. Have you seen the Book of Mormon? No, no, yeah? no, I've not. I'm oh, too right. Well, it's very funny. Too well, busy to work, dude. Um, well, yeah. well, maybe you could mm. have some of the cast performing at your wedding. Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will. Um, I will. One of my weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, you'll want to go and see it when I tell you what the very last line of the show is, which is one of the best lines ever written in a musical. And it's also one of the best lines ever written at the end of a show, possibly the best line. And it's the line, I still have maggots in my scrotum. (laughs) That's the end line of the Book of Mormon, Boris. Amazing. Yeah. You know, that is fantastic. I I, I did did once have maggots in my scrotum uh, during the Bullingdon Club, uh, but it was all uh, for a laugh. Yes. (laughs) Right. And there's another one as well, another one which is very similar in, in a similar vein. Uh, it's about testicles as well. And that's um, it's from the musical Witch Witch. 
Oh. Uh, the, the the much maligned musical Witch Witch, which I absolutely loved. It was one of the biggest flops of all time. And there was a, the opening scene was set. Um, it was some witch finders singing about the Malaeus Maleficarum, the, uh, the book, the hammer of witches. And uh, this guy sang this line, which I will sing to you now. And then one day, my friends, you will look up and you will see your privates dangling from the nearest tree. <laughs> Uh, so those are two, my two favourite lines from musicals. You're, you're just obsessed with scrotums, aren't you? And, and yeah, balls. it seems to be, yeah. OK, yeah. 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 Oh, well, I, I like that. There's it, it, very good, John. And uh, what about you, Alex? What, what, do, you, what do, you, who do you think? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bojo. Um, so I... I uh, I assume the question was, what's your favourite lyric from musical? Because I was too busy enjoying your um, impersonation to actually listen to the words yeah. you were saying. You had a single lyric from a musical yeah. you wish yeah. you'd written. Well, my, uh, mine's, yeah. really, mine's really boring. I would have to say, and I, I know that um, David David Thaxton, who's a, um, an Olivier Award winning uh, stage actor himself, I'm sure you guys know him, but people, people may yeah, not, some yeah. people will. He remembers um, meeting me. Yes, yeah. um, I'm sure he does. <laughs> We are in agreement on this. One of our favourite lines from musicals, and it's, it's, not, it's not as funny as John's, but um, from Sweeney Todd, shepherd's pie peppered with actual shepherd on top. I mean, I think that's a brilliant line. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, very good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, very nice. Do you know my favourite my favorite line uh, from a musical is, well done, sir, in Les Miserables. <laughs> You're in the assembly rooms in Edinburgh. You've just watched. Mm. Um, you've just watched half of your last show on Earth, and now it is the time for your interval drink. What would you like to have right. in the interval? Okay. Well, I'm in a good mood because he's just pleaded that he didn't <laughs> rape Mary Fagan <laughs> in court. So um, I'm full end to act one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm up. I'm up for a party. So shots all round. No, I. I would like if my it's my la, it's probably my last drink on earth because I'm presuming the meteor sort of hits as as Act Two finishes. Probably so not I'm, we'll talk about that later. But go on. Oh, okay, okay. But I've picked a ridiculously expensive bottle of red wine, preferably one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Right. Just to take it away from him. Well, I just sort of want to nick it yeah, from him. Yeah. And uh, and then drink. Well, how it. would you have nicked it? Have you been to his house, or yeah, is he I there knew, with a bottle of red wine? Or I, I've gone round to see him and sort of say, right. "Yeah, you remember when you didn't cast me in Love Never Dies? Well, <laughs> I'm doing well for myself now." And as I'm chatting to him, and he's going, "Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really," he talks like Boris. He goes, oh, "I'm really, really sorry." <laughs> and uh, and as I'm doing that, behind, I've snuck to where the drinks cabinet is, and I've just grabbed one uh, from the, the cellar, dustiest one. Yeah, really dusty. Yeah. I don't even check the date. It's just dusty. Um, and then, and, uh, and I'm going, ah, Ashley, don't worry about it. And then I leave, but I've got the bottle <laughs> with me. Right, so nice. that's, uh, that's where I've got it. You're going to have a bo- the whole bottle in the interval. Yeah. You're going to really enjoy that too, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. really good. In fact, I might pour it into a plastic cup uh, for the second half. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. It's very expensive, of course. Which one would you like it to be? Would you like it to be a, an Amarone, a Barolo? Or no, I think like I'd like a sort of... Tuscany, yeah. Chianti Classico, something like that. Oh, but, okay. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But something worth over yeah. a thousand quid at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Very yeah, nice. Yeah. A lovely red. Why not? Who would you like to be? Who would you enjoy that with? Who would be your plus one? Well, I've put two. Most people at this point say their wives or their parents. Well, I have. 
I've yeah. put my wife, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll text her. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm going to say Billy Connolly oh, is who I want there yeah. because for me, there's there's never going to be another one like him. Um, he's incredible. He's a hero. He's an idol. He's the best comedian in the world. So I would love to have a chance to chat with Billy Connolly and see if he enjoyed Parade. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would. I think he it's would. It's a bit dark. Oh, oh, everyone, what's all this talk about rape? It's great. Of a child. I enjoyed it, but I feel like there should be a wee bit more dancing or something like that. Has anybody noticed how? <laughs> that's my, literally. It's great. That's the, I just beat my heart. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I'd love what, it. Have, have you ever met him, or is it just you You just think you'd like to have him there, just his warmth? I have met him, um, but much like you, Alistair, he won't remember. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I met him actually in a cigar shop uh, about 10 years ago and uh, so it was before I was doing comedy but and uh, he looked amazing he's so tall and he had this he had purple dyed beard um, and he was buying a cigar just having a chat with a guy that was running the cigar shop and uh, yeah it's cool very cool you you said you had two oh it was the other one was my wife yeah all right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But you know, what? but the thing yeah. is, I like I've I, I've I've met my wife loads. I've never met Billy Connolly. I'm having yeah. a chance to meet someone I've never met before. So yes, I'm going true, for Billy yeah. Connolly. See, that's the right way to look at it. I'm sure your wife would probably choose someone other than you as well. Oh yeah, she, would she probably, probably choose somebody would. else. Yeah. yeah, she'd probably choose Ryan yeah. Gosling. That'd be annoying. Yeah, Ken. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Those yeah. pictures of him as Ken. He looks amazing. Yeah. So you're sitting there with Billy, your yep. wife. Um, her sister's not coming along. A twin sister, no? No, she probably would, to be fair. Like, there's there's yeah, not many right, okay, events yeah. we've had where she's not turned up, so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, who's looking after the baby, then? Uh, oh, yeah, my kid. Um, <laughs> mother-in-law can have her, because that'll stop my mother-in-law right, yeah. from coming. Yeah, because yeah. she's seen Parade loads of times anyway. She, she don't oh, want to go obsessed there. with it, yeah, knows all the words. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so she's looking after my, my daughter. Very nice. And what about your, uh, where are you going to go to eat afterwards once the show's finished? Well, again, a couple of options. First of all, went straight away, was like, Wagamamas, because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Wagamamas. Yeah, right. Sure. I can have yeah, a chicken katsu curry for the 40 billionth time, some chilli squid, and a full fat Coke. But I actually thought, I'm getting a choice to have whatever I want to eat. So... Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, this is going to be a bit of a commute. I don't know if I'll get back for the second half, but I've picked the Rainbow Room in New York, um, okay. which is the top of the Rockefeller Center. Yeah, I ate there yeah, once. Nice. I had like this seven course meal with with my wife. It was when I've been touring America with my show. Um, the only up, way is Downton. The only way is Downton, but the American version yeah. which was called Upside Downton. And I took her to New York, and we went to the Rainbow Room and had a seven course meal. And one of the courses was just a bit of foam on a plate and it was the most amazing <laughs> foam I've ever had in my life. So I've decided What flavour was the foam? I can even tell you, mate, it was a taste sensation. There was some pistachio right. in there, I, I think. Um but so it, it was, was a sweet foam. Yeah. It was a bit of a sweet foam. I just remember it being sort of green and foamy. And it was nice. oh it was I was never I've never had foam since, but that was some <laughs> lovely foam. Um Good. So, are you sure you weren't in the kitchen eating the washing up? <laughs> yeah, I was having a shave at the time. It was weird. Uh, no, but 
Oh my god! So like, I just want to go to the Rainbow Room to see if I can have some nice foam. We again. can we can bring the yeah. Rainbow Room to you. That's fine. We can we can we can shove it great. next door to the yeah. Assembly okay. Room. Yeah. That's not a problem. Okay, great, great. Yes. Why why are all of your venues called the Something Room though? That's that's what yeah. I'm wondering. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> yeah. It is the room. And then, where and then it I'm going to go to the laundry room, mm, the billiard room, yeah. yeah, and then my panic room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the panic room. <laughs> yeah. That's where I go as the meteor's coming. And I survive because I'm in my own panic room. It sounds like a very interesting evening. It's definitely yeah. an evening of contrasts. It's yeah. quite. It's quite. Yeah. Um, I'm quite up myself, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing quite a snooty yeah, musical. You are, uh, it's quite highbrow. Then I'm eating some really expensive wine, and then I'm eating foam with with Billy Connolly. It's quite. It's quite. A, <laughs> he's bringing it working class. He's bringing in the the working, bringing me yeah. back to my roots. What the fuck is this? Yeah, it's a fucking foam. No. I don't want to eat fucking foam. Give me a beer. Brilliant. It is yeah. a bit yeah. bougie, but that's okay. It's, it, it, you can you can be whoever you want to be on your last night on earth. That's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who cares? Yes. Yeah. And it's a, it's about reliving those moments, those special moments, yeah. those memories. You know. And well, that sounds like a pretty damn good show. Actually, it does. I, I yeah. You want to come? Yeah. I mean, I definitely would like to see Parade. Um, yeah. Next time it's doing a production, I want to go and see it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but um, I'm not sure that I'd want to sit there with Billy Connolly, though. Really? You know, I'd want the whole evening to spend with him. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, but you're going to go for dinner. Yeah. You're going to eat some foam yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. And then you're going to you know, stand on the top of the Rockefeller Centre and oh, look at this look how... meteor hurtling. Yeah. yeah. What a lovely sunset that would be. He'd yeah. make it a laugh as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. Right, listen, we've hit the point in the show where we do a segment called Mandy Sings. Um, oh, yeah. John Owen Jones does an excruciatingly accurate impression of Mandy Patinkin, the Broadway star. Um, and we are going to sing you a musical theatre song in the style of Mandy Patinkin. This began because our first our first episode with, was with Mr. Matt Lucas, who used to do the pub singer on the TV show Shooting Stars yes. on the BBC. Yes, yes, yes. And um, we, we began doing that, but it's since taken a musical theatre turn, and now yeah. this is Mandy Sings. It's Mandy, it's Mandy, you gotta try and guess at the song that he sings. It's Mandy, it's Mandy, you gotta try and get it, I really hope you get it. It's Mandy Sings. Right, okay, just warming up. What musical is this from, right? And I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy and hungry. And I'm not throwing away my shot. It's from Hamilton. Yes. Yes. Yay. The best version I've ever heard. It's lovely. <laughs> there we are. Good. Let us do a recap. May we do a recap, please, Luke? Yes. Yes. Thank you. You would like to see, for your last show on Earth, the Donmar Warehouse production of Parade by Jason Robert Brown. But you would like to see it at the Assembly Rooms in Edinburgh, starring Bertie Carvel, Bertie Cavell, Lara Pulver, and indeed the original cast, all of them. But you're going to sing your special song. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. my special song. Yeah, we're going to get up and sing your special. Can I song. sing my special song now, please? <laughs> yeah. In Lovely. the interval, you're you're going to enjoy a bottle of a very expensive Chianti stolen from Lloyd Webber, and you're going to enjoy your last meal on Earth at the Rainbow Rooms, which we're going to put next door to the Assembly Rooms, and you're going to enjoy plate after plate of green 
pistachio foam. That sounds heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, it really sounds like hell. Plate yeah. after plate after yeah. plate of green foam. And you're going to make Billy Connolly eat for plates and plates of and foam. And he'll get stuck in his beard. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him yeah. a fucking be beard. What are you green. doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, sounds, that sounds like a fascinating night out. Since you're there with Billy Connolly and you're doing all that, I mean, would you tell him a joke? I will. Okay. Because this, I mean, we're, we're approaching the end of the podcast okay. and we have been doing this at the end where we ask our guests to tell yeah. a Billy Elliot joke. Mm. And, you know, the Billy Elliot auditions where the auditionees have to tell a joke oh. in uh, a, a, a Geordie accent. That's yes. the other thing as well. We right. don't do this normally, but because okay. you are Mr. Voices, you can oh do it in God. the accent, right? Can you can you tell us a Billy Elliot joke? And right. would this be the one that you tell oh. Billy Connolly? No. What is your Billy Connolly joke? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell Billy Connolly the joke because I think he'd punch me in the face. Um, I didn't even know I was going to have to do it in a Geordie accent, so um, I, I'm, I'm on the spot now. But I, I, okay, I'm not a fan of jokes, which is weird right. for a comedian to say. But I, this is a, it is a joke. It's an anecdote. Okay. <laughs> It's my favourite bit. I love the bit. way you're really reticent about okay, this. You're not sure you want to do it, are you? It's my favourite cricket sledge. Right? So if you don't know what sledging is, it's just basically like winding winding up the opposition. Um, but I, yes, so so it's a brilliant, so it was Glenn McGrath, uh, who is an Australian cricketer and, uh, and a Zimbabwean bowler called Edo Brands. And basically like McGrath's bowling to, <laughs> to this Zimbabwean uh, batsman and he goes up to him and he, and, and he bowls it to him and he shouts at, at, at Edo and he goes, why are you so fat? Right, and Edo says to him, says to him, because every time I shag your mum, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I've never not laughed yeah. at that. So that would be that would be my joke. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny, very funny, very funny. Right, well, that's it. Good, yeah. that's it. I think that sounds like a cracking, um, if eclectic night out and um i hope you have a wonderful time and thank you very very much for joining us on the last show on earth thank you very hey. much luke Kempner. Thank, you, luke. thank you luke thank you so there you have it that was the last show on earth of the charming luke Kempner. what a nice bloke yeah lovely bloke he's such a good bloke we had a great time on tour in limits together and i knew then all those years ago he was destined for great things and if you think this thing, i.e. our podcast, is great, then why don't you... <laughs> smooth. Thank you. Thank you. So smooth. Thank you. Please tell your friends, hit that follow button, and listen again next time. Now, as we mentioned, Luke is on tour for the next couple of months, visiting Brighton and then Kettering, Lancaster, Sheffield, Bristol, Swindon, Liverpool, Cardiff, Colchester, Camberley, Leeds, Nottingham, Manchester, Leicester, Stourbridge, Stamford, Bradford, Borden, Scunthorpe, and ending in Falmouth on October the 12th. So, if you live near any of those places, which surely you do, um, there's enough venues, then go and see him. Christ, it would have been quicker to say where he wasn't going. <laughs> Tickets are available on his website, lukekempner.com, and do check out Murder in Successful if you get a chance. I think it's absolutely fabulous. One of the funniest and most original shows for years. Anyway, moustache, I'm off to perform in Australia. All the details are on my website, johnamanjones.com. And whilst I'm doing that, Alistair is going back on set of the TV show he said he auditioned for during our chat with Luke. Congratulations, Al. Thank you very much. Yes, I got the job. Yay. Uh, it's been great working with Bertie Carvel, who was in Parade. 
Um, and he's just as talented as Luke remembers, I have to say. Having a great time with him and indeed the rest of the cast. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Tune in next time when we chat to another very special guest about their last show on Earth. On Here We Ask the Question, nobody dare to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. You want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Last show on Earth.